Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Seven Mile Chats. Another just quick reminder to bear with me as I am new to this, and I apologize for any audio issues or editing issues that you might hear. I promise that I'm getting better. Thanks so much for listening. everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at the scripture from different angles with historical context, spiritual application, and any relevance we can find to current events in hopes that we can come away with some kind of inspiration or insight. Just a little about me. I'm a scripture teacher in a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister. I have a master's degree in theology. If you want to learn more, I record a separate little introduction that you can listen to so you can go back and listen to that before you listen to this. But this podcast really is all about having a conversation. And so today I am talking to one of my friends, a former colleague, a fellow teacher, Mr. Dave Valentine. Yay. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Dave, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So my name is Dave Valentine. I am now the proud father of a 18 to 19 month old man already shoot yeah, i know um, yay I, uh grew up in uh, delaware i've been educated in the catholic school system every year of my uh educational life um and uh when i went to college um i studied uh mathematics and secondary education in undergrad and then uh, a master's degree in theology, um, both at uh, Notre Dame. And then I went on to uh, work uh, for high school ministry, which was based out of the university. And after that, I was in Catholic campus ministry uh, at Virginia Tech. And then after that, I worked with you. Yep. <laughs> at uh, Bishop Ireton High School as their, um, well, primarily their sacraments teacher. Right. But we're yeah. talking scripture today. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, but I think all the parts of that, of my background kind of come come out in my, my history with this passage that I picked out. So that's why awesome. I wanted to mention all of it. So Awesome. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and obviously when we're talking about sacraments, everything is so rooted in scripture. Oh, yeah. So um, everything that we teach and we do has that basis. And I love the passage that you picked. It's one that I don't think I always read in its entirety. Um, oh, I think okay. I just usually read portions of it, like, or hear it at mass or hear it like, and it's used in the liturgy of the hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm familiar with it because of that. And um, you've chosen, you said the, yeah, which the, translates uh, to Didache. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have in front of me well, a whole bunch of Bibles, but the one I'm going to be <laughs> Love it. reading from is uh, the Didache Bible. Um, cool. It's uh, the Ignatius Bible edition uh, from Ignatius Press. And I picked it. I use this a one a lot when I'm um, a catechist for RCIA, which I've done more than I think any other job that I've had. Um, is That's been the most consistent thread is, uh, is RCIA formation. 
Um, yeah, and uh, that's something we have in common too. I help out with RCA at my church, and for those like not familiar, it's helping adults, and you can jump in uh, adults who want to become Catholic. We journey with them and kind of walk them through and prepare them to receive the sacraments at Easter. Would you mm-hmm. say that's a good synopsis yeah. <laughs> summary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and 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 every time that I've um, I've led uh, formation in RCIA, I've always worked with a church that provided both the Bible and the catechism. And the reason why the Didache Bible is the one I prefer is because it includes footnotes for, um, with catechism paragraph references for all the scripture passages. Love love a footnote. Love Love a footnote. Okay. So (laughs) why don't you tell us what passage you have uh, chosen and then read it for us. Okay. So I chose, um, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any incentive of love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility count others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on the earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Okay, Dave, so thank you for reading that. I would love to know, why did you pick this passage from Philippians? Yeah, so um, this has a a lot of history uh, for me. Um, One of the things that I had not realized until I had already been introduced to it formally and um, uh, studied it is that uh, this passage has actually been read uh, every single uh, year. It doesn't matter which liturgical cycle um, the church is in, A, B, or C. The, uh, this reading is always read uh, during the uh, second reading of Palm Sunday. And mm. I have more about that maybe a little <laughs> bit later on. But um, so while I may have been like, subconsciously introduced to this um, throughout my uh, upbringing, um, it wasn't formally introduced to me until um, I was in college. And it was uh, at the time I was, as I had said earlier, um, studying mathematics. And uh, any time that I had a open slot uh, in my schedule, I tried to... Um, fill it in with uh, any sort of um, theology course. 
I wasn't trying to get a minor. I was just really intrigued by uh, theology when I was an undergrad and to this day. Um, and so I signed up for a sacraments class and the priest introduced uh, this passage to me and to our class uh, as a part of his unit on um, Christ as the primordial sacrament. And uh, he unpacked it and uh, showed us all the, the, the layered uh, meanings uh, within it. And I found it to be uh, really beautiful, uh, particularly in its structure. Mm -hmm. um, the professor, a priest, he, he told us um, that it had uh, what was called a, a chiastic structure. What which is, is that? A, yeah, which is a I had to learn that it was a, a common um, <laughs> a poetic uh, uh, method, I guess you could say, um, mm -hmm. of, of written communication that uh, would place particular emphasis uh, on the uh, middle or the central mm. passage, but then it would also um, build up to it and then kind of recede from it mm. um and so if it had like a, a if it had a rhyme scheme it would be a b c c b a something like that hmm. um i'll have to go back and look at it <laughs> but yeah i mean i have it right in so, front of me and the way it ends it certainly does have that like emphasis you know like that right every tongue confess yeah so in particular he's talking about so but first off so at the very <laughs> at the very minimum the fact that it had a structure to it the fact that there was an underlying structure that i could not see that i had to like lift the veil mm, you mm -hmm. know to um really helped me to understand my own self and and in particular uh helped answer a question that i was answering or asking myself uh, a lot at that time which was why am i studying math and mm. uh part of the answer is because there's a part of me and i would hope that there's a part of this in everybody that can see um, see the, the the beauty of something that is uh, properly ordered or, or properly um, uh, created and structured and and uh, mathematics is, yeah. is is precisely that it's the it's the enumeration of um, of that structure. Yeah, I was just going to say, of course, you'd be obsessed with the structure because right. math is so structured. Yeah, it makes total sense. So he introduced us to, in particular, verses uh, 6 through 11, and he required that we memorize verses 6 through 11 word for word. It became the uh, the quiz question um, throughout nice. the, uh, the rest of the semester. Uh, so we had to know it by heart. And I love that because we as Catholics don't get to, we get a bad rap for not knowing scripture. So at least you know that one. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. Well, that was the other thing is that it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until years later when I was applying for uh, graduate school programs that I had ever been asked the question, do you have a favorite scripture passage? Huh? I had, I had never in, at that point, what, 16 years, 17 years of, of Catholic education, I had never been asked that question. And I was very happy that I had yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> did you make, can I ask you, did you ever make our students 
memorize a passage and write, have them write it. A passage? No. Yeah. I no. Had them, I had them memorize the, uh, the whole paragraph in the catechism of the definition of a sacrament. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is dispensed to us, which is, is peanuts compared to yeah, yeah. <laughs> memorizing this passage, by the way. I love it. Um, so I want to give everybody a little bit of background on like the book of Philippians and I'm not going to go into super um, exegesis, but I do happen to love Paul. Mm -hmm. And so um, this is one of Paul's shorter letters. Um, one of the shortest, it kind of like flip right by it. If you're looking through the Bible, it's in the new Testament. And um, Paul, obviously one of the reasons I love him so much is like, he really started, I mean, he had a complete conversion and it's well-documented in Acts. So if you're not familiar with Paul's conversion, you can go to Acts 9, look it up. Um, but, you know, he was living one life and then he has this encounter with Christ and then it just completely starts like this new path for him. And I just love that he was able to be so flawed and then have this encounter with Christ and completely start over. And so he writes all these letters, often in prison, to communities that are, um, trying to, to uh, develop Christianity and, and spread Christianity. And um, Philippi is a, a town in Greece mm -hmm. or a community in Northern Greece. And um, it was, I read some, and I think in the introduction of my Bible, um, potentially one of the first Christian communities in Europe. So I found that was interesting. And he's actually imprisoned. It doesn't say where that he is imprisoned when he's writing this, but um, Paul was captured a lot. People didn't like that he was preaching about Jesus. Um, and right. so they, they captured him a lot and he would write these letters to encourage communities um, to, you know, reprimand them if they weren't living Christianity correctly sometimes. But this letter is not that. This letter to Philippians is very, I, I think, encouraging. Um, right before that, we have, um, you know, he does tell them to conduct themselves in a certain way, worthy right before this. Um, mm -hmm. But then I really love this, this passage that's really beautiful. Um, can I read to you what my verses one through five oh, have? Please. And you said you're familiar with probably what I have. Your, your Bible is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. 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 So mine, mine says, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do not out of selfishness or out of vainglory, rather humbly regard yourselves as more important than yourself, or humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for everyone, for those of others. Have wow. among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. And then it goes into that poem that right. you, that structure you speak of. Yeah, How but aren't those words really beautiful? How and like, when you familiar that is. You what know? do you mean? I mean, like he's, he's speaking... I think a little bit more personally than in the version yeah. that I've got. I see what you're saying. Like familiar, like, like familial, right? Like he's, yeah, just he, like, he knows the community and he knows right. what they need. Yeah, exactly. totally. And he had that, that ability to do this with all these communities. And, um, it's, it's, it is remarkable. Like he knew exactly what they needed to hear. It seemed. And that's, um, I don't know. It's amazing. That's why he's Saint, I guess. That's why he's St. Paul. <laughs> that's why he's my fave. Um, so when when you read this kind of, so that's just a little historical background. Obviously, you read this and you think of your professor, you think of, you know, your moment in, at Notre Dame. I don't know if you want to share any more about um, just like the spiritual or personal meaning for you of this passage. Well, yeah. Um, so one of the other things that 
became very clear is that in particular verses uh, six through eleven um, were one of the was one of the earliest creeds. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, this, from what I came to understand, it is a, a creed. It's a it's a hymn. It would mm-hmm. have been used um, as a part of the common practice of the faithful and and what a bond of unity the faith is that Mm -hmm. that for me was my my kind of like first reflective takeaway um back uh when i was in college is that wow my faith uh has has such a history and uh when i profess the creed uh, at mass uh not only am I um, united to a, a universal church uh, on earth, but I am united uh, across the, the boundary of time. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, my union in faith goes back to, you know, Paul and before. Um, I know. I always think about that too. I'm just like, yeah, that our faith is so apostolic. It really literally goes back to the apostles. Um, And I love that you're talking about a creed. Obviously we both work with RCA candidates, people who are um, thinking about adopting this creed for themselves. So that's really beautiful that you make that connection. And this part too, always just for me is just like, it really is about the person of Jesus and it's such a humble Mm -hmm. human depiction of Jesus. I don't know if you want to speak anything else to that, just the way that he's he's described here. Yeah, I mean that's the that's verses uh, one through five in a nutshell. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's uh, while yes he is encur- he's being encouraging he's being encouraging because well there's there's some issues um, there are some there are some problems there's a way that uh, that has to be lived and either his 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 response to it is one of uh, common faith and in particular that common faith in humility i mean and what mm-hmm. greater example of humility do we have than jesus christ the lord mm-hmm. um, that this creedal formula as you said um looks at and and from beginning to end Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. It starts off with his divinity, his his um, his great separation from Adam. Right? Who was the only other person in Scripture that grasped at something? Mm. It was Adam mm-hmm. at the apple. He sought it out. He sought divinity for himself. Jesus is the new Adam. Jesus is the one that is the son of God. But then, so it starts off verse six with this, what I, I, I understand to be a, um, a declaration of his divinity. And then it goes, um, into the, towards the end of, I think verse eight, um, shows just how far into the depths of our humanity, God, goes mm-hmm. and how much God uh, loves us and uh, expresses that love in humility. 
Um, I know I'm always struck every time, like you said, Palm Sunday, when we hear this, or I, I think right. I mentioned earlier in the liturgy hours when we used to pray this, um, that line verse six really is the thing that always strikes me. Like who, though he was the, was in the form of God, like he was God, right. did not reco- regard quality with God, something to be grasped that like, you know, we aren't expected to, to, we're not going to be equal to God. So that's not something we're supposed to like grasp at. We're supposed to be humble. Like he humbled himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that, that every time just like, just gets me, I'm just like, yeah, right. He humbled himself to the point of death, to the point of, it says, you know, being the form of a slave and a servant, he didn't have to become human, but he chose to become human to, to give us this model of humility and how we're supposed to act as a servant. So um, so was, why go ahead? And that was the point of, of yeah. Paul. I mean, if you're following this chiastic structure, right, from verse six to eleven, then the center point is right around the end of verse eight and the beginning of verse nine. So that is his thesis. Mm-hmm. His thesis is the profound humility of our Savior. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're supposed to like, and we're supposed to model ourselves after that. I know. Well, but he's saying that that's the source of our unity. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what he's, I think he's saying, uh, Mm -hmm. go back to, um, verses one and two and, and, and three, he's, he's saying, uh, do nothing from selfishness or conceit in humility, count others better than yourselves. Mm -hmm. He's, he's saying, this is how you are going to be in one accord of one mind of one heart in, in the version that you read. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you said? One heart? The we're, word heart was there. I loved it. <laughs> Which verse are you? Oh yeah. Verse two, united in heart, thinking uh, one, thinking one thing. So like one mind, yeah, right. one heart, same love. I know it's very almost like we could make this into like a, I don't know, a hippie song or something <laughs> like <laughs> one heart, one love, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, um, okay. So, uh, Right nowadays, you've got, oh my goodness. I mean, we don't have to get into all of it, but like, there's a lot of conflict right now. Yeah. I want to get into it, Dave. I want to get into it. Are you ready? <laughs> Are we ready to go? I'm ready. Cause this, I mean, exactly. When I was reading this, I'm like, huh, our Christian communities are supposed to be humble and our leaders, you know, that he's described, Paul is describing like that our leader that we look to our model was a servant and humble and like, what do you got to say about that, Dave? Like, are we modeling this right now? <laughs> I, I think I, all I know is that I have to model it. Okay. You're, you're, but you're absolutely right. You're right. <laughs> um, I'm not, not going to make any, you're not, that's, that's totally fair. It's my that. podcast. So I can, um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking when I read this, um, a couple of weeks ago, I read an article from the national Catholic reporter. Mm-hmm. And not everybody loves that publication. So people think it leans a little left. Um, but the author was, it was an opinion essay, but she was talking about how um, the catechism defines freedom as like something that we do for the greater good, essentially. And that a lot of times today we are interpreting freedom as like doing whatever we want. Do what we want, right? You know what I mean? And I feel when I was reading this, I'm just like, yes, Paul, like this is about community. It's not about selfishness. It's not out of vainglory. We're supposed to be regarding others as important than yourselves. I'm quoting verse three um, and not looking out for your own interests, verse four, but for everyone 
you know, it, it, the good, the greater the good, the greater good as, you know, what um, the article kind of referred to. And um, so that hit me. I mean, if we're going to relate and talk about what's going on today. Well, just, and that's just, why, and that's yeah. why, that's why that's my take is yeah. all I can say is, you know, I am being called to be, to be humble, um, mm-hmm. uh, to be the servant, um, regardless of whatever, you know, political leaders and or whoever leaders, right, right, or whatever they're doing. People on social media, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's also what who Paul is talking to. I mean, mm-hmm. is d- does he hope maybe that the leaders are going to you know read it? Sure, but he knows what their response is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is talking to the people, and I mean, my part of my take in terms of the current culture right now with um you know a lot of protests going on is that uh and with the coronavirus and my goodness yeah we've got a lot going on right now in 2020 so many (laughs) things there are so many things that like should be humbling us i don't think Mm. uh, there are so many things that should be Mm -hmm. that we should be humbly you know responding in charity responding Mm -hmm. in service i i I don't yeah, know. it's like pick one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then I, I mean, I also have to admit that, like, in particular with the with the uh, coronavirus right now, my my day to day life uh, is not that much different uh, mm. as a result of the coronavirus. And so, my humility—what I mean is—so uh, I'm a stay at home dad, twenty four mm-hmm. hours a day, you know, mm-hmm. seven days a week. You've been working at home for a minute you know? (laughs) So my humility, my service is now pretty much dedicated to one person right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, my wife too, but. Right, right. (laughs) We love Kristen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, but my point is that when I was a teacher, what is my role? What is my job? My job is to serve. My job Mm -hmm. is to be humble before my students as much Mm -hmm. As uh, as difficult as that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, don't get me wrong, I wasn't the best at it. I wasn't the best at it. You know, I, I, I'm not the greatest at it. But teaching's hard, man. You got to stand up there and put on a show five times a day and deal with the shenanigans. And we love our students, you know, but it's it's not easy. So you did great. But that's what I'm saying is that it, it doesn't matter what role we're in. Uh, humility and service is the appropriate and in this case, when we're talking about Paul's uh, letter to the Philippians, it's the one unifying thing. Mm. It's mm-hmm. what it's ultimately what has the power, I think, to bring us together. I mean, the fact that he gave them creed also says it, right? What is what is what is faith? What is right. prayer? It's fundamentally humility, humility before God. It's the acknowledgement right. of the grandeur of God. Um, oh, oh, can I nerd out a little bit? I mean, I feel like we've already been nerding out, but yeah, continue, oh, yeah. No, please. No, no. <laughs> no. So I was doing it. I was doing um, reading uh, a couple weeks ago and I, I don't know, maybe all of your listeners and maybe you already know all this. My, my two, two listeners, hey. <laughs> your wife, my mom, that's it. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about people that are going to listen to this years from now. Okay? Right. 
Right. And, and they're like, what were they when, doing in 2020? Got, this is how bored they got. Yeah. When you've got tens of thousands <laughs> and maybe hundreds of thousands of followers. And we're up for canonization, maybe. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but listen yeah, to this. Yeah. You just lost yours. There you go. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Humility. Cute. But um, so I found out where the word Lord comes from or what the uh-huh. word Lord means. Are you familiar with this? Um, probably, maybe. Oh, sure. No. Once. No, but go, I mean, go ahead. No, I just found this out. <laughs> I had no idea. And it totally, right when I thought of it, I thought of Jesus, the Christ is Lord. I thought of this, mm-hmm. the, the, the very last line here. Um, Every tongue confess. Um, Lord is an old English word. Oh, okay. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Enlighten me. No. Um, so obviously Lord is related to, you know, uh, you know, the savior, the Messiah, but in, also, it has a lot of, you know, um, political and um, mm. societal um, meanings as well. But generally speaking, the word Lord is a portmanteau of loaf, ward. So the Wait, one loaf, who, ward? loaf, loaf, L-O-A-F, uh-huh. yeah. ward, W-A-R-D. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. He is the ward of the loaves. Right. The one who distributes Ah. the bread. Oh, Dave. No, this is not where I thought we were going to go. And I love it. No. This is the kind of nerd nerd I'm into. Like this, yeah, this nerdery. (laughs) Like the Lord is the one that I rely on for my sustenance. It's an an automatic humble state. Mm. You know, it's, and it's a Eucharistic one in particular. Right, 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 right. Totally. But, but I think my point, and I think Paul's point is, you know, he is the Lord. He is the one that, that, that provides the very unity, the very faith that we profess, the very unity that we seek, the one mindness that um, I, I want for you and I desire for you, if I can speak on Paul's behalf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll allow it. <laughs> but um, no, when I read that um, in my in this book on the Eucharist, I was, I was amazed. I had not read that. Another... No, I, I, I was going to pull some Latin or Greek or something, but I mean, that's, I didn't realize that's, that's beautiful. Um, I love translations. I love words. Etymology, man. It's yeah, exactly. Um, so we mentioned earlier that this is read every Palm Sunday. I don't know yes. if you wanted to speak to that at all. Well, um, so it wasn't until years after I had been introduced to this passage and memorized it, that I began to like right. pick up on it and which was in, in, in the not an act of humility, I began to mouth out the words along. With <laughs> Everybody look at me. I know That's the words. Right. Hey, I know this one. Um, <laughs> so, so then give it another couple of years. <laughs> and, um, uh, and finally I started to pick up on the, on the pattern. And then I realized more and more why, why it's here. I mean, it, it, why is it Palm Sunday? Why is it the beginning of Holy Week? It's in a way it takes on some of that same narrative structure, right? Right. He's heralded. He's heralded uh, as he enters the gates, but in the same breath, he enters the gates. In order to die. Yeah. Yeah. And they're laying out palms for him, right? Divine. It just screams divine, divine, divine. But then as the week progresses, his humility is put on full display. 
And it isn't until the very end, the resurrection, one week, um, that the you you rise back up by I guess pun intended to the Jesus the Christ is the Lord the Lord that yeah yeah the loaves the risen I love it <laughs> yeah. I mean I I think that yeah it 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 follows almost a narrative right uh, you're right totally you got the structure got math got what was the kind of rhythm what kind of poetry uh, uh, the chiastic structure. Yeah, I didn't know about all of that. I just, I just knew that you know this is read frequently um, in the liturgy of the hours, and was always struck by that. Um, apparently, it pops up a lot in scripture. Yeah, um, we should yeah. probably know that since we're <laughs> religion teachers. But yeah, no, yeah, um, the humility of of our God and and Christ and Him humbling self Himself, mm-hmm. um, just that image um, has always struck me. So. Is there anything else you wanted to tease out of this? Um, we did a pretty good job of like presenting know, it, you know? I'm kind of yeah. just along for the ride. I like this. This is fun. <laughs> you did a great job. Um, well, you're welcome to come back and talk, pick another. You know what I really want to do, and no one is going to want to do this with me. This would be a challenge for you if you're interested. Um, I really want to talk about the genealogy of Matthew, and <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to want to talk about that with me. Oh. So think, of, think about it. <laughs> Think uh, about it. Yeah, give me a couple of years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Dave, thank you so much for um, picking this passage. I think it gave us a lot to think about, like relating to what we're going through currently. You know, whether we're Christian or not, um, I still think that we can all learn a little bit about the greater good and doing good for others and just being humble, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think this is a really good passage to discuss at this time. Is there anything else you wanted to, to say or throw in? You're not on really on social media, like, People can't tweet you or anything. Oh no, this is my time to plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Um, can they send you an email or entertain so if you, got, you? <laughs> if you got any good nursery rhymes that you want to oh. <laughs> send my way, it'd be great. <laughs> you uh, can tweet me, and I'll pass it on to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much, and uh, thanks to all of you. If you would like to. Um, message me or maybe be a guest on maybe you want to talk about Matthew's genealogy with me um, you can find me on Twitter I am at Miss Struckley M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1 and uh, Dave thank you so much thank you mm-hmm.